he was interested and he was like making that known, but he was also really relaxed in his body. Like that's what I remember the most is like he was relaxed. He was sitting back in his seat. He was breathing like, you know, he, like, he wasn't like sort of anxious and up in his head and like not breathing and like leaning forward and like, you know, like that stalker look that's just like, (laughs) you're just like, whoa, like that's too much kind of like he had his attention on me and he was also present and in his body. And that was very attractive. actually uh solicited from a listener which i love if you guys ever have any ideas for episodes please get me at dearmenpodcast@gmail.com and today we're talking about the cold approach that is a term straight from the pickup world the world of pickup um which you know women don't usually say um so also known as just how to approach women that you don't know where there's not a lot of context so context would be for example Let's say you like go to a house party and it's thrown by your friend and you're introduced to someone. There's more of a context there. There's more of a warm, warm lead kind of thing versus you see a girl at a coffee shop. You see a girl on the bus. You see a girl at Whole Foods. You see a girl at a concert that you want to approach. That's a cold approach. There's no other sort of context or lead in besides, you know, the, the, the place, like the place where you are interacting. So um, we're just going to do our usual intro of going around, and I would love to hear, you know, your name, your rough age, your relationship status, zero to ten. <laughs> and um, one of the favorite places you've ever traveled to, your favorite travel, a favorite travel destination. That's our wild card question. Uh, who would like to start? This is Z. I'm in my mid thirties. I am zero single, but also available peacefully. Like, <laughs> I mean, whenever peacefully, that happens, I'm not like, Oh my God, I'm single. Like it's great single. And one of my favorite places I've ever traveled to is uh, Prague with this one right here that uh, I'm sitting across from. <laughs> and we went to this awesome five story dance place called the music house on the river, yep. on the Charles River. Yep. It stayed open until the wake of dawn. It was lit. Yeah. Every floor had different music. It was epic. It was really cool. That's that. I bet that place is still there in the music I know, house. It probably is. <laughs> this is Amber. I am in my mid-30s. Uh, in a relationship, it's still new, six-month-ish mark, but very committed, so let's call it an eight. Um, I think one of my favorite places would be Lisbon, Portugal. It's kind of an add-on. I had a trip to Morocco planned and the flights were crazy expensive. Um, found a really good price to Portugal and then hopped over to Morocco. So it was kind of an add-on four days. I didn't expect really good food, port, people. Um, yeah, really great time and, and uh, unexpectedly so. So we really enjoyed it. Yeah, I've heard really good things about Portugal. 
Hey, y'all. This is Nancy. I am 26. I just had a birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. Thank you. Um, no more saying, hey, I'm Nancy, 25. But um, anywho, uh, one of my, I'm, so, let's see, I'm sitting at, I would say, a 3.5 at the moment. Uh, <laughs> and one of the play, favorite places I've been or traveled is Rio de Janeiro in Brazil. Nice. Oh. Yeah. Rio oh. is a sexy city. There's a lot of sexy things happening there. Um, I am Mel. I would say I'm a two and, um, I am in my late thirties. Uh, the, one of my favorite travel destinations has been Barcelona, Barcelona, Barcelona. partly because I met one of my really, really, really close friends there and we bonded. Um, but also because they have really excellent pastries, some of the best pastries I've ever had, um, outside of France. And honestly, I would say that they rival those of France. So that was a cool bonus. Ooh. Yeah. Caña de chocolate people. Wow. Caña de choco motherfucking latte. Those are it is. fighting words. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not to be missed. Okay, so let's... I would say the same thing about the chocolate in Belgium. Like, yeah. way better than any I've had in France. Wildly impressed. Oh, I've never I been... Second that. I gotta put that on my list. Um, okay, yeah. so let's get into our episode. Um, and remember that uh, international destinations also count in terms of approaches. So just throwing that out there. Um, all right, so we'll do our usual. Uh, we're going to go through stories of a time that it didn't work out so well, uh, and then we'll do stories of a time that it did work out well and what we liked about how men approached us. Um, who would like to start in terms of a cold approach that didn't necessarily feel totally aligned? I'll start. This is Amber. Um, so I have a feeling that our that our opinions on on this topic are going to vary pretty widely because I know I'm one of those where cold approaches uh, don't work more often, and I think that even even when I'm out and about with Mel, I feel like she she puts out there more more of an open attitude than I do, and I think that has a huge part of it. Um, but so the one that stands out in my mind was last Halloween. Um, I was out at at a, a Halloween day party. And I'm really, really into costumes, really into Halloween. I was dressed to the nines in this like full kind of ball gown, day of the dead, um, you know, makeup, like literally hoop skirts, the whole, the whole thing. And uh, this guy approached me and I was wearing like kind of a bustier. So, you know, my, my breasts were up and out um, and he kept commenting on his, on my breasts. That was his whole approach was like, and I said something straightforward, like, are you serious? Like, that's all you can look at? Like, you know, look, look at this, this whole production. And he was like, listen, you, you know, all I can look at is those titties or something just absurdly lame. And don't get me wrong. He was kind of drunk. Like, it's not, it's not like I had like a, like a super high bar, even just like kind of seeing him approach me, but he, it was just <laughs> so off the mark, you know? Um, yeah. Just, just wildly not only was it just in opposition to like, sort of like everything I believe in about Halloween. Cause I'm one of those people that like, I do take pride in like putting together something, you know, fun and cool. And, and it was a little bit sexy, but anyway, he just missed the point. Um, and I just walked away in disgust. Um, I would say <laughs> the, one... with the word titties is probably a thumbs down. <laughs> 
nice yeah, that's, that's, a, that's, what pretty, that's what pretty that. But the thing was, it wasn't even like it was. That was in response to my comment of saying like you're way off the mark, dude. And he just was like, no, I'm gonna keep going with it. No, I'm gonna make it worse. That I'm gonna. So yeah, just just super off. Um, the one that stands out as amazing, it was actually a little bit of a misconnection, but I feel like it's worth worth mentioning, which was uh, on the New York City subways, like kind of had a moment of eye contact with with a really good looking guy. Um, and then he, I, to be honest, I can't even really remember like the logistics of how it worked. But basically what happened was he... I think what I think he got off the train and then got back on and then at the next stop basically like held up a sign with his phone number as as like my train pulled by um and and it was one of those like it sounds like it sounds like it's out of like a TV show or something but it was one of those moments where like I didn't realize what he was doing until it was too late and and I kind of like I almost like reached my hand out like oh my god no um, I like I it was probably the one time in my life I seriously thought about going on the Craigslist and posting a misconnection because it was like this really sweet special moment. Um, so so it was a cold approach that didn't actually work and there was no actual verbal exchange, but it was quite incredibly memorable and incredibly effective. And I think in part because it was really brave, like all we did was make eye contact and he was willing to put himself out there. Oh my God, that's so romantic. Yeah. So I, just to clarify, that would have worked if you had been quicker on the draw, like taking <laughs> of the phone number? Exactly, 100%. Like I would have texted him probably before I got off the train. I'm but so, I was like, I'm so, looking for a pen and paper. Oh my God. <laughs> Friend, we need to update your technological <laughs> skills. Uh, that's super romantic. I can't even with how romantic that is. Um, Awesome, Amber. I'm going to tell a story that 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 is similar because you prompted for, because you prompted that, um, which and then we'll get back to the stories that didn't work. I was on a subway train in Montreal, and you know how cars connect. Like you have, you can be in different cars. So in Montreal, they have nicer trains <laughs> than. <laughs> basically anywhere else, and you could see through the cars to the next car. Long story short, I, same kind of deal, like made eye contact with this guy and he got off the train and came into my car, right? Like we'd been making eye contact through the cars and, and I was like super nervous. <laughs> and anyway, yeah, we ended up like going on a few dates and it was, it was really brave. So kudos to the guys who pick up on handkerchiefs, which include sustained eye contact. Like that's a hint. Like she likes you like go, go approach, you know, sometimes it works. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess I'll go next since I'm uh, going. Um, I remember once that I was um, I was in DC and I was at a bar with a bunch of friends and I was wearing a really great dress. I was wearing like you know like one of those dresses where you're like I look good, like this is like a good, <laughs> this is like a good dress, good, not, you know whatever. And um, this guy approached me with his friend. And it was sort of like, it was sort of like, he was really, he was really nervous. It was kind of like Amber's titties guy, uh, where it felt a little bit like all he could do was kind of like comment on my appearance. 
Um, and then he didn't have anywhere to go from there. So it, so I just kind of want to stress, like, he was like, damn, that's a great dress or like, wow, great dress or something like you look great in that dress or whatever. And that's cool. Like, I don't mind that. Like I thought I I was flattered and everything, but then he kind of like stopped breathing like made some weird noise <laughs> like he, he couldn't really get like move past that like he like was like moving around on his feet and he was like just not not that present and also his friend was just sort of standing there like it just felt off and I I was kind of like okay like I had this moment I don't know if you ladies have ever had this moment of being like I don't want to carry the conversation like I, I feel like mm-hmm before where it's like okay now I feel like I have to carry the conversation and I I don't know why it was towards the end of the night I just didn't feel like it so I just waited like mm-hmm. usually I'll jump in and I'll kind of like save save a guy if he doesn't know what to say and mm-hmm. and this time I just waited and he really didn't have anywhere to go That's and as far as he got <laughs> yeah like wasn't present enough to to do anything else and so it just sort of like fizzled and I think he I think he did ask for my number and I was like, I think I'm going to pass. Yeah. Like, I think I'm going to pass. Um, I didn't want to be a bitch about it, but I was just sort of like this, this exchange we're having is not inspiring me to want to do it again. Yes. So that's my, that's my, <laughs> I'm uninspired. That's my story where it didn't work out. Anyone else? Um, I have, I have a nice story about when it did work out and usually it involves, well, first, okay. First, they'll do the one where it didn't. So I think that a lot of men approach women with complimenting on something with them, which women actually like if it's sincere. So I had this moment of, I have these really awesome like peacock tights that I love. And sometimes I wear dancing because I like to dance when I go there. And so I was wearing them. I was dancing. I was minding my own business. And this guy came up and um, he seemed all right. You know, he approached me fine. And he was like, I like your tights. And I was like, oh, thank you. And then the second line was where it started going downhill (laughs) because the second line was, can I touch them? And I was like, I I don't even remember what I said or something. I think I did. I let him touch like the outside of like my IT band. So it's like the outside of my thigh. Um, Because they are soft and they are cool. But immediately then I was like, yeah, no. So it was very, very quick to where I was kind of flattered and I thought it was a nice thing to compliment me on because he was obviously watching me and noticed something I was wearing and I do like them. So obviously I wore them for a reason because I like them, but like maybe, Oh, where did you get them? Or like, Oh, that's cool. I've never seen them or, you know, just something else to move the conversation forward. And I find that happens a lot where like Mel just said, the conversation doesn't move forward. They don't have anything to say afterwards. So a time that it worked out really well, um, was I was dancing also minding my own business at this place. And when you, I'm so curious when you say minding my own business, what does that oh, mean? Sorry. That's a good question. Minding my own business means I'm not looking for a man. Oh, so okay. I, th- I think sometimes people go out dancing, like looking for a man to connect with. Uh-huh. I'm literally just going out to dance and, or have fun with my friends. So like doing my own thing. Yes. Is what yeah. you mean by my, <laughs> my, my own, I'm doing my thing. Yeah. So I see this guy kind of dance through and I see him smiling and it's just this sincere, like he's having fun and he's dancing. And so I, I move over to have him pass because it was a crowded place. And I think he's going to pass me. And he doesn't pass me. He stands right in front of me 
And he just smiles and keeps dancing. And then he started talking to me mm. and he said, he said something, it was kind of cheesy, but it was cute. He was like, Hey, I like your vibe, but it wasn't like, Hey baby, like, <laughs> like it wasn't trying. He wasn't trying too hard. Mm. He came off like he was super casual. Like he was having a really good time. And he did say later, I ended up dating him for a little while. And he did say later that he approached me out of the crowd because it looked like I was having fun. And I was smiling when I was dancing, minding my own business. <laughs> but um, he, he held eye contact with me and he smiled. And then he kind of waited for me to hold eye contact. And then he danced a little closer to me. Mm. And then he started, he, he was like, hey, what's your name? It wasn't like, hey, what's your name, baby? It was, it was just like, hey, what's your name? How are you here tonight? Like, are you here with your friends? Blah, blah, blah. And he started a conversation with me. Yeah. But really. And read your cues. Yes. And what what really got me though, was his confidence and the fact that he felt like he was out to enjoy his night. Mm. And he really felt like he was happy to connect with somebody like, Hey, I saw you, you look fun. Like, would you like to, you know, I don't know, chat, say hi, whatever. It wasn't, it didn't feel creepy. It didn't feel weird. It felt like if I had said no, he would have been like, cool, have a great night. Right. Right. It didn't feel like he was attached to exactly to your yes or no. So he, so his opening was, Hey, I like your vibe. Mm-hmm. Who are you with tonight? Like, who'd you come with? Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. And then you answered and then he was like, cool, cool. How do you know them? Or whatever. There mm-hmm. was some kind of conversation that he was, he was asking you about yourself and displaying curiosity. And yes, displaying. And I think that he actually said, tell me something about you. And I, and I, and I love that question because I'm always like, well, what do you want to know? <laughs> That's usually how I answer. I'm like, well, what do you want to know? And I just really like that because usually, and we've talked about this in a past episode, men always like to talk about them and tell you about them. And it's actually really cool when somebody is curious, Mm. authentically curious about something in a kind of cool, confident way. Yeah. Love it. And the smile, the smile was what really got me though, Mm. because I was just like, yeah, all right, I'll, I'll give you some attention. Like, (laughs) like. You're like, you're a cutie. Like, like you came up and it, it looks like you're fun. Like I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy whatever conversation. And I honestly didn't think that I would really connect with him. I thought I'd chat with him for five minutes and move on. And I ended up dating him for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you've had several good encounters at the club. I have actually. Like you have had, like, I, I feel like of all my friends, you, you're the one who like <laughs> has met the most men. Because I'm minding my own business. Just just kidding. Kidding. I'm I don't know why, but like you have, you, you have pretty good luck at the club. Yeah. Speaking of the club. Fancy, fancy. Oh, hi. Hi. Nancy's stories will take place in the summer of 2017. <laughs> just prepping that. I've got some, I've got some, you know, recent <laughs> stories here. <laughs> things, are, <laughs> things are happening. I'm minding my own business. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> this is going to be a thing for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. So, wow. So both of my stories will be from the summer of 20. 19. Oh, 2019. Mix it up. Things are happening. So let's see. The first story I will share is the story in which I was cold approached and didn't have such a great experience. So I think generally I am pretty open to connection. More often than not, I'm very, even though I have a RBF, (laughs) I'm usually pretty open to you know, me. That's millennial for resting bitch face. Mm-hmm. Just right. for everyone listening. 
<laughs> Thanks for the translation, Mel. Welcome. <laughs> Got you. So I, I'm, I'm usually open to connection. I like working from coffee shops often and, and I, you know, I like ch- chatting with people and kind of cutting up my day by, you know, just having random conversations with people. So I'll start off with that context. Um, but there's this story like, for the most part, like I wear my heart on my sleeve, like you'll know when I don't really want to talk to you or when I'm not really trying to engage. So this story, uh, kind of goes as as such. Um, I was working out of a coffee shop in LA and there was this barista who had helped me at the counter who was taking his break. So he decided to sit next to me while I was working and I had my AirPods in, um, at the time when he was like, when he sat down and he was trying to like talk to me and like, he just kept like interrupting me from doing my work, even though I had my AirPods in. So I was like constantly having to take them out and uh, listen to him. And then like, you know, just engage as to not come off as rude or anything. And then he kept trying to, and then I had to put them back in. And then I had to do that a number of times until I just decided, honestly, like I'm, I'm just going to leave. So I think obviously he was like trying to hit on me and trying to, you know, start conversation, like kind of get to know me and ask me random questions and whatnot. But like, I was obviously not open to connection at the time. Um, it was obvious by the fact that I, you know, kept, kept putting your ear pods back right. in. <laughs> right. And like, you know, trying to avoid eye contact with him so that he wouldn't talk to me or like start trying to talk to me again. So yeah, he was not reading your signals, as no. Amber pointed out earlier. Like Correct. picking up on cues and reading signals is a big part of the equation. Yeah. And, um, I think uh, I think just generally like being, yeah, being socially calibrated is a big part of like I think I think generally speaking, like it's best to be brave and to do the courageous thing and to reach out and to you know approach. And trust yourself that you can read the signals. Because I feel like there's a lot of guys listening who are like, ooh, like that's such a fail. Like if, if I tried to talk to a woman and she kept putting her earbuds back in, I would stop. And like, trust yourself. Like know that you can always just, you know, read the signals and like back away slowly. And I've, I've had people sometimes be like, hey, it looks like you're really studying. Um, you know, it was really nice meeting you. And then it gives me the opportunity to be like, oh, do I actually want to have this conversation with the person? And usually it, like a lot of times I don't, if I'm trying to put my ear pad or I'm working and I, and I'm just like, Oh great. It was nice to meet you. Thanks. Bye. Mm-hmm. End of story. Yeah. I feel like if it, in, in the circumstances that I've been in like that, if I think the guy is cute, like if I'm interested, I'm taking out my headphones, yes. you know, like One so the, the signal is the signal, like headphones are a great example of a signal. That's like, if she's interested, she's going to take them out and talk to you. Yes. If she's not interested, it's don't pursue it. Yeah. 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 Cool. Um, all right, cool. That's everybody, right? No, good time. She, she, she didn't do her. Right. Time. But now we're all done. Yes, good times, right. Correct. Okay. All right. So cool. So good times, uh, good times in the city. I feel like there's a song and that's not, not the song. <laughs> anyway. Um, who wants to start good stories and you can tell more than one. Nance, tell your good story. Okay. You have a great, story. you have a great good story. I have a, do, do you already know which story I'm going to tell? 
Well, I well, because think I'm I psychic. Do. Yes, I no. think I do. I think I do. Okay. All right. Let's see if, if let's see if you're right. I'm curious to know. Um, so this story also happened in the summer of 2019. Of I was in. <laughs> I was in New York City. Is this story? Yes. Oh yeah. Is this the story y'all think I'm going to tell? Yes. Okay. Great. Yes, it's a really good story. I'm excited to tell the story. So I was in New York City this summer and in Manhattan. I was working out of a coffee shop. Um, you can tell I work out, out of coffee shops very often. And I was just doing my own thing, minding my own business, putting in the twerk, twerking away. And there was this guy that walked in with some of his coworkers and um, kind of sat down at the bar that was next to the table that I was sitting at. And um, at one point, I, I mean, I could feel like, like energetically, he was direct, like he was directing his energy towards me, even though he wasn't necessarily like turned towards me or like kind of like angled in a way that was like directly like face on and so I looked over and I like smiled at him and not just because I, I smile at everyone for context I'm like very friendly um when I'm not wearing my RBF <laughs> but uh I smiled at him and then he like I thought he was cute and he like left and then four hours later look who comes walking in to the coffee shop um it's him and he gets he goes and gets a coffee and then on his way out I think he was like out like about to leave again without talking to me but then I look up and then he like found the courage probably deep 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 in to walk over to me and um spark up a conversation with me and we talked in that coffee shop for I think for like 30 or 45 minutes and then we ended up going on a few dates after that and um, dating for a little bit. Uh, so yeah, I think kind of that experience was such a great experience because he, I think the way that he, I mean, obviously, you know, the fact that he came back kind of half-heartedly hoping that I'd be there was cute. I mean, that's not always going to happen in a lot of situations. Right. Um, but yeah, I think the conversation went well because he's the way that he, like, I don't know, it was just, he's, he initiated the conversation um, when he walked over, just like talking about topics as opposed to like, um, and I guess this kind of really depends person to person, like what you kind of like to talk about. I think someone mentioned earlier, like it, I like when someone like compliments me and then it gets into the to a conversation and start talking about other things. But for me, I like to kind of just like talk about random topics. So we were just like talking about, you know, a bunch of like random stuff. And, um, it was a good conversation and it seemed like he had come back. I think I could tell in that moment, like, Oh, I think he might've come back to like, see if I was still there. So he can talk to me because he got kind of like, he checked out the first time. So yeah, I felt special. I felt like he came back for me and he was kind of like, had his eyes, his set set, his, um, I set on getting to know me. So yeah. <laughs> yeah can we back up real quick just because I want the men to have details so he came over while you're in the coffee shop and said like hey how's it going or like what did he say I'm curious um do you remember I think he came over and was like you're still here or something cool. <laughs> so he was like oh you're still here and then you were like yeah I've been working all day or whatever uh-huh 
Okay, right. cool. And then at the end of the convo, like 30, 45 minutes, 30, 45 minutes, did he say like, Hey, I'd love to take you out sometime. Can I have your number? Or did he say, are you on Instagram? What was his, how did he end it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He said, <laughs> he said, can I take you out for coffee? <laughs> we're already here no. <laughs> I guess which is kind of cute because it's like oh well you are at a coffee shop you must like coffee so maybe I should take you on coffee maybe one can perceive that as not being so um creative but for me I thought it was cute I I because I do like coffee and I was like all right I'll get coffee with you some other time like on a planned date as opposed to just spontaneously okay so he was like oh I'd love to take you to coffee sometime can I have your number yeah okay Great. Excellent. Um, I guess I'll go, we can all do, you can all do multiple ones. Cause I really want to, yeah, stress the times that it went well. Um, let's see. So, okay. I went out with a bunch of friends to a birthday dinner and I was talking to the bartender a little bit before we actually sat down at the restaurant. And, um, I was just asking about the wine and we were kind of like vibing. I thought he was really cute. Uh, didn't really, think that much of it, whatever, went to dinner, dinner was a couple hours. And then I think when I was leaving, I like waved bye to him. I like, don't really remember this part very clearly, but I, I feel like I went back and was like, thanks again for the wine or whatever it was. Went out to the parking lot. Homeboy chased me out of the restaurant. You were with me. Yes, I was. (laughs) Chased me out of the restaurant. He was like, Hey, I think you're really beautiful. And I, I wrote my number down on this piece of paper. I would love if you texted me sometime. Have to get back inside, you know, because I'm on shift, but I just I really thought you were pretty and I'd love to go out sometime. Text me if you're interested. Yeah. It was so well done. Yeah. Because it, was. it wasn't it wasn't over the top. And like I bring this one up because I think this is actually one of the hardest things to do when there's like limited time. And like, I was with my friend. Yes. Like he came up to me in front of my friend and, and like really put himself out there. I totally texted him. Like I, I, we didn't end up going out. Um, I was like going on a trip and then like, I don't know, life happened, other stuff happened, but I thought that was very well executed. And like, that's not an easy thing to do. Like that's brave. And that's part of why I wanted to go out with him. Cause I was like, that was really brave. Like mm-hmm. that was really brave. And, um, yeah, he did so, it really well. He, he did, did right. Really like well, he was yeah. like, and again, like, um, we had, we had talked, like we had talked, chatted briefly, whatever. Like I was probably at the bar for like 10 or 15 minutes. It wasn't very long, but I definitely felt like he, I definitely thought he was cute. I was definitely like, you know, giving him eye contact and like, kind of dropping handkerchiefs, basically. Like, I don't think it was out of the blue. Like, I don't think it wasn't like I was an ice queen and he had no idea that I'd probably <laughs> say yes. Do you know what I mean? Like he had some signals, but then that like him pursuing me in that way, I found very, like very attractive. So, yeah. I would say that was, I found it attractive too. I was the person yeah, with her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she was like, that was really brave. Yeah. Yeah. It was really brave. Yeah. Um, and you texted him because of that. I, I think did. I think that's the whole point. I did text him because of that. Yeah. Um, trying to think of other examples. Um, I had one that somebody tried to hit on me at my job, and it was interesting because I, I I used to work doing stuff with uh, Tesla stuff as as a job that I did, and um, somebody was trying to take the charger out of the car, 
And so I immediately was like, I opened the car door and I was like, hi, can I help you? And he was just like, oh, sorry, I didn't realize someone was in the car. And then he started asking me about the cars and whatnot. And then I went, I went to a different charger because I guess this one was weird because the reason he fiddled with it was because it wasn't showing up like it was lighting. And so I went to another one and he actually came over to me and started talking to me. And at first he just started asking me about, you know, what I did and how I liked it and stuff, which is a great segue because it was in a public area and I felt safe to start chatting with him. And then he was like, you know, do you do any other things? You know, I mentioned something, but he listened to what I said. Um, And I think that I'd mentioned, I don't know, something about writing or something. And he's like, oh, you mentioned something about writing or art, you know, tell me a little bit more about that. And he was very good at being curious, once again, curious about what I was saying. And I ended up, um, I wouldn't, I, I didn't end up dating him, but I ended up hanging out with him and we went to multiple dinners and excursions. Um, he wasn't a romantic interest cause he was older than I would like. Um, however, if I was interested in him and if he was my age, I absolutely would have dated him. And again, like, can you tell, talk us through the end of that interaction? So you guys talk, you chat, he asks you about your life. And then at the end he says, yeah, at the end he says, I would love to get your Instagram. Um, I think, I I think he said something like, I think you're really interesting. Um, I would love to chat with you more about, you know, the art because we talked about how he does art too. I'd love to chat with you more about art. And if you're open to it, you know, getting dinner or drinks or something. And I thought about it and, and I was like, yeah, maybe, but I gave him my Instagram. And then he followed up with me and it wasn't like, you know, immediately like, Hey, would you like, it was just like, Hey, I really enjoyed chatting with you. Um, I was looking at my calendar and this night might work. What do you think about that? Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. But he like invited me and cool. followed up with me. And usually anybody that's followed up with me after I've given them my Instagram or my number in a nice kind way at first, like, Hey, it was really great meeting you. Da da da. And then the next day, like, you know, or like, I'd really like to take you out sometime and then followed up with that. Yeah. I'm much more open to that progression. Cool. Okay. Um, I have another story, unless Amber, do you want to jump in here with another one? If you have one or, or Nance. I have another story that I want to share. Go for it. This is Nance. It's similar to the story that you shared about being chased. Um, I was also chased out of a warehouse party and it was so, so flattering because it was, you know, obviously I was with my friends as well and it was really brave of him to do that. And it just felt like, I just felt desired. You know what I mean? I mean, like he was, he probably thought to himself like, oh my gosh, this is the last chance I'm going to have to talk to this girl. Like I need to go after her. And it was just like, Oh, oh, like he ran after me, you know, like he like ran across that warehouse um, in that warehouse party when I was leaving to come to me. Like I felt like really special um, in that Aww. moment. Later. And like, what did he really... say? Like, hey, I saw you dancing. I think you're really cute. I'd love to get together sometime. Like, what did he actually say? Do you remember? Mm-hmm. This was when I did have social media. So he, uh, he asked for my number and I was like, I can give you my Instagram. Um, so I think he, I can't remember exactly what he said, but it was something along the lines of like, um, I would love to like go out with you or I'd love to like see you sometime. Cool. Can yeah. I have your Instagram? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Instagram is great guys because it feels a lot safer for women. So that's always a really, really great 
way to ask them. Yeah, I agree. I'm into, I'm into the Instagram. Yeah. It's one of my favorite ways now before I actually know you. Same. Yeah. You can add me on LinkedIn. (laughs) (laughs) Amber, anything? I was just going to say, I'll tell you, I feel a little bit torn about the Instagram thing. I feel like that's like the like borderline millennial in me where I find it kind of bizarre when people ask for an Instagram. It just feels like, it feels like a weird in-between step. Like just ask for my number if you want it. And I get what you guys are saying, but I think I I haven't quite adjusted to that, to that new age concept yet. I actually (laughs) agree. Have you had bad experiences giving out your number? I don't give it out very often. So no, not really. (laughs) Um, And I get it. I've definitely had bad experiences giving out my number, especially actually vibing with a guy on Tinder or another like dating app and then being like, oh, let's switch to numbers and then it not going well. And I feel like after times of that, I was like, yeah, I think I'm done with the number thing until like I really feel better about the connection. Mm Mm-hmm. So, but I, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I do feel like so, some women, um, yeah. And especially depending on age, whatever, like some women aren't going to want to do the Instagram thing. It's just a nice thing to be aware of because I don't think I'm the only woman that's had a bad experience giving a man her number, especially, especially yes. since we're talking yes. about the cold approach. Cause yes. there's not really that much context, right? Like if you're meeting a friend of a friend or there's more, or like you've already been in a group, la la la, like that's really different. But like, you're just some rando that I just met at the club or like the bar or the coffee shop. Like, I don't know you mm-hmm. and I don't know how that's going to go. So I, I feel safer with, with Instagram, but thanks for bringing it up because you're right. Women are different. You could also offer and, I, and I think a big part of the challenge of the cold approach is you're working on very little information. So yeah. I think like Instagram, I think it's partly how do you treat it, right? Like some people treat it as it's only for delicious food I eat and others are, this is where I share pics of my close friends and family. So depending on, on how you use it, but also, you know, kind of, yeah, where you come from cultural differences, age, blah, 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 you might treat it differently. But I think, I think the the point is partly just like, you know, trying to figure out something that, that, that the woman will be comfortable with. And maybe you, maybe you offer that as an option. And if she reacts negatively, you know, try something else. Or like Z just mentioned, like, Hey, I'd love to get your number or your Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like, get yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. right. I think that's a great sort of middle ground. Yeah. And I, I don't think I'm yeah. Only woman who also like, I don't know about you guys, but if I'm interested in a guy, like I'm remembering some instance where like a guy walked me back to my car or something. I don't remember exactly what happened, but I was like, Hey, are you on Instagram? Like I was the one who kind of brought it up because I sort of wanted to make it easier for him Mm -hmm. to basically get my info. Mm -hmm. Um, and that worked like he ended up asking me out on Instagram. So I don't know. That's not, Totally. And I think it's appealing in both directions because it does feel less committal. Like I've also traded Instagrams with people that I knew were only platonically interested in. So, yeah. and so, so I, yeah, I mean, I do think it's, it's, a, it's certainly a nice option for, for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other cold approaches. So I guess like maybe we can pull out some themes or just sort of like discuss like what works. Um, 
what one thing I've noticed is it really helps me when the guy talks about what's going on in the circumstance. So like, um, guy started talking to me on a train was like, Oh, what are you reading? Mm -hmm. Right. And then I told him what I was reading and he was like, do you like those kinds of books? Like we started talking about, about a thing that was happening in the moment. Mm -hmm. And that was really good. Um, any other themes that you guys notice, like listening to the stories? I mean, at coffee shops, it like, I, I tend to talk to people a lot in lines or in elevators or whatnot. And so I actually like people that say something really funny if they approach me or like, you know, some, some joke about the new holiday drink or even, or even if they are like, I've seen somebody carrying two trays of something and somebody joked about, you know, them falling or tripping. And I personally find that hilarious. Um, and so like I laughed and the thing is, if you can get me to laugh or kind of smirk or smile, then immediately I'm paying attention to you. As long as you don't follow it up with something weird or creepy, (laughs) like as long as you're genuinely kind of just living your life and being comical and wanting to connect, I'm usually pretty open. Like Nance said to connecting, Mm. especially if you're more fun about it. Oh, I thought of another cold approach. I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to kind of highlight what Nance said about uh, the guy that like kind of energetically was putting attention on her. Mm -hmm. So I was, um, so I'm a relationship coach. And at one point I went to a speed dating event with my people to kind of like be there with them. Um, And I went through the experience myself, which was interesting. (laughs) And so I thought it was really funny because I didn't meet anyone that I was interested in at all at the dating event, but it was held at a bar. And so it was sort of like the dating, the like speed dating was from like six to eight or something. And then it was just like, we're all at the bar. Right. And after the event, you know, people start getting to bars at like eight or nine. It's like, that's why they do it then. So there was this guy across the room and I could, I could feel him putting attention on me. Like I could feel his energy on me from across the room. And I thought he was cute. And I kind of like kept looking over at him, kept, kept looking over at him. And I was actually the one who eventually went over as my friends and I were leaving. And I feel like at the time I had cards, like I don't have business cards anymore, but at the time I did. And so I was like, Hey, I'm leaving. Like my friends and I are leaving, but I wanted to give you my card. And I think I just left it at that. Like I really didn't I didn't really say that much. I just was Mel relationship coach. (laughs) Well, just kidding. (laughs) Anyways. So, um, but it totally worked. So I left the bar and then like 10 minutes later, he texted me or maybe not even that. It was obvious that he like put my number into his phone and was like, Hey, I really liked, uh, like quote unquote meeting you. Like we didn't really get a chance to talk, but I'd love to take you out sometime. And I, I really liked that. And, um, I, I would count that actually as a cold approach because again, like Nance said, I do think there's a way that like, there was a way that he was like, he was, he was interested and he was like making that known, but he was also really relaxed in his body. Like, that's what I remember the most is like, he was relaxed. He was sitting back in his seat. He was breathing. Like, you know, he, like, he wasn't like, sort of anxious and up in his head and like not breathing and like leaning forward and like, you know, like that stalker look that's just like, (laughs) you're just like, whoa, like that's too much kind of like he had his attention on me and he was also present and in his body. And that was very attractive. 
So I wanted to. And the fact that he texted pretty quickly is for me really huge too, because I feel like people get so caught up in like, Oh, I don't want to show I'm over interested. And, and, and then what I frankly feel like is game playing, but like, it's okay. If a girl like you, you made it, you made a move. So you showed your interest, like show it back. You don't need to wait till that night or the next morning or something to, you know, to have some cool points, like show her you're excited. I totally agree with that. I could not agree more. And I, this is a question I get from men a lot is like, you know, I don't want to like seem too eager. I don't want to, yeah. Kind of like you were saying, like, it's not that they want to come off as cool, but it's like, they don't want to come off as over eager or something like that. And honestly, I'm with, I'm with Amber. I'm like, I want to know that you want me. me so too. if we like, that was part of why I wanted to go out with that guy. Cause I was like, that is so cool. He texted me right away. He wasn't waiting to see who else he met that night. Yeah. Like he wasn't, he's not playing games. He's like, I saw you. I'm interested. I'm thrilled that you gave me your number. I'd love to take you out sometime. Yep. And I think there's a, there's a, this is something I tell my clients a lot. There is value in momentum. There's momentum there. When you meet someone that you think is interesting, there's a sense of momentum that you can build that gets interrupted. If you do that, like game playing thing yeah. energetically and also in a, on a practical level of like, let's get this going. Like, what are you doing this week? You know what I mean? Like there's actual momentum because people are busy. And so you got to get this, like get this party started. Cause you know, it's going to be five days before you actually can both meet up. Like it's just, we live in a busy world. So I'm, I'm a big fan of, uh, getting it going and not kind of like waiting, especially as the masculine, like I, I want to feel pursued and I want to feel, uh, wanted. And I did in that moment, like when he texted me that fast, I felt like, cool, we're playing tennis. I batted the ball over to his side and he like batted it right back. I was like, okay, I feel, um, yeah, I feel wanted. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the perfect analogy for this situation. Like it is like a, it is a back and forth and you want to feel like somebody's meeting you. Totally. Yeah. I want to speak to that too, because the guy that I was kind of talking about in my, my good experience was um, really forthright about wanting to see me again and again after every single date. So it was like at the end of every day, he said, this was great. I want to see you again. This is great. I want to see you again. And that's why I went on so many dates with him. It was because he was very direct and really so many dates with him. That is super important. Yeah. And I just want to like, I want to highlight that. Cause I really like, I heard, there's something really sweet about ending a date and the guy like being it. like, this was really great. I want to see you again. I really I like, like that. Oh, like that's really like owning, it's like owning his desire. It's like coming for you. And it's not, you have to go out with me again. Right. It's yeah. not dominant, but it's assertive. Mm-hmm. Like, this was great. I want to see you again. Like that's clear. Like I understand what's going on. It's not confusing. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it also, I mean, there are some times where the woman goes, you know, are we going to go on another date? And it's like really nice to like, be like, oh, like if you like the date or even if you didn't just to know where the other person stands, it's such a relief when I've had that experience, Nance, like that, where the guy's like, this was wonderful. I'd love to do something with you next weekend. Or, and then they actually follow up with that. It feels, there's something that feels really steady 
and awesome about that because it allows me to then play and feel like I can have more fun if mm-hmm. I know that they're a little more steady. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. Briefly, I want to tell a story of my failed cold approach. So I, I don't know how this works, but I, I wanted to bring it up because I think that in certain circumstances, for example, a really quiet cafe, you know, those ones were like, <laughs> there's like 16 people basically using it as a co-worker oh and they're all on their computer. <laughs> and it's like, if anyone approached anyone else, like everyone's listening. Yes. Like that's a really difficult approach. So long, long ago, once upon a time, I was, um, this was actually on Oahu. Uh, and I don't remember, I don't remember all the details, but what I do remember is I wrote a really cute note to a Starbucks barista. Oh, cause I didn't, when he was like working or something and I was like, Hey, I've seen you a few times. I think you're really cute. Here's my number. If you're single, text me. Mm. or something. Okay. And I gave it to like his colleague. Cause I think he was working in the back or I don't remember exactly what happened. Never heard back from him. Maybe it was uh, maybe he wasn't single. I really don't know what happened. So it's a failed cold approach. I, w- I would say, but I'm just giving a little shout out to like notes. Like if there's a, like if there's a reason that you can't see the person, like she's a waitress and she's off shift or whatever. I don't know. But like, I think notes are really cute and it's, it's like a low stakes way, especially in like really like circumstances where it's like, this feels really terrifying to like go up to this person. Like there's such a big audience that it just doesn't feel, you know what I mean? Like it's just over the top scary. Like the guy that chased me out into the parking lot, it was really brave, but it was also just me and my friend. Yeah. It wasn't like me and my friend and 10 other people on their laptops. Uh, cause like Nance, like I work from coffee shops a lot and like, I feel like those are pretty challenging environments. Mm-hmm. Like people are kind of in their own little bubbles. Like it's not that easy to do, to do that kind of thing. So shout out to notes and, uh, just as another possibility. I like that. Yeah. That's funny that you say that because my, um, my guy that I, I shared the story about mentioned to me kind of down the road, um, that he was so nervous to approach me in that coffee shop. And when he asked the question, do you want to get coffee? Apparently like three or four people immediately turned and looked over at him. I wasn't paying attention because I was just like looking at him. I wasn't really like, this is my own business. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) But yeah, I just thought that that was funny. And yeah, it, it is true. It is difficult to kind of, um, you know, initiate those conversations at coffee shops, but could be very much well worth it. Yeah, totally. Especially if you pick up on the cues, because obviously if people are listening and Nancy's putting her earphones back in repeatedly, like walk away. (laughs) But yeah. Yeah. If you pick up on the cues, it could be great. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think that's going to wrap it up unless anyone else has any like comments or any sort of like conclusions on themes. I I would, I would just throw this out there since we have several women on the call. I often get asked by guys for some reason about like, like whole foods, like how do I approach a beautiful girl that I see in whole foods? This apparently is like super duper common. And I read a survey once that said that the number one place people check each other out is the grocery store, not the club. Like what? Yeah. I mean, the club is obviously like a meat market and everyone is going there for a reason, but I think just like in normal life, the grocery store is like, it's like, it's like a hot spot. 
And I think it's a pretty hard place to approach. So does anyone have any comments on that? I have had somebody look in my little shopping cart when we're in line and be like, what are you making? That looks good. <laughs> and I totally talked to him Yeah, and he was adorable. Yeah. And you know, I've, I've actually approached people and asked them about their things and whatnot. And some of them have not been single or, and their girlfriends come walking up to them the, yeah. like, the second later. Yeah. And I'm like, whatever. But usually I always find that if you're authentic and you're really curious about something I'm shopping for, or even asking me like, Hey, what's your favorite blah, blah, blah in this section. Mm-hmm. Like I remember I was in the soap section and, and one of the guys was like, Oh, don't try that one. That one smells. So do this one instead. This one's this and this one's this. I thought it was hilarious and great. Yeah. And I'm always open to conversation if it's lighthearted and funny. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I 110% agree. I think, um, I mentioned this earlier, but it's so important to, recognize what's going on in the moment and, you know, really understanding the circumstance and the context and using that to your favor. I think, um, if at at a grocery store, I've never, I don't think I've ever been approached at a grocery store. I've always wanted to be approached at a grocery store. So fellas, if you're out there, catch me at Trader Joe's on Lincoln. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, just, I think if, someone were to approach me at a grocery store and say like, I mean, you know, I'm very focused on looking at two different, three different types of apples. And you come up and say, Oh, the Fiji is great. It's very juicy. Or so I don't know. Like, I'd be like, yeah, juicy, hey. like you. Oh my God. you know what else is juicy? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Guys don't use that line. Don't. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> that would be on par with 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 the opening line that I got. So let's let's not go there. Yeah, I think that's that's yes. <laughs> full circle. <laughs> nice apples. <laughs> How do you like them apples? Um. Yeah, I think I think the group like I think the grocery store thing again. It's like it's kind of like like I actually I would say I did a cold approach the other day where I, we were like in a cafe and I was like, Oh, what are you getting? Yeah. Right. Like just as if he was already my friend, like, Oh, what are you getting? Yes. And we talked like, and it wasn't a big deal. Like it doesn't, it doesn't have to be a big deal. I do think that, um, that is a good example of if I were a man listening to this conversation, I would want to hear from the women. How do I actually ask you out? Okay. So I'm like, dude, Fiji apples are absolutely the best. You got to get those. And then you say, Oh, I was thinking of getting the gal, whatever you talk about apples for a second. And then what, what does he say that has you feel like you want to go out with him? Because if I were a guy, I would want to know, like, how do I transition? And that, for example, for me is where I think Instagram can be a good bridge because it feels a little fast to just be like, I'd love to take you out sometime. Can I have your number? Like we talked about apples for 10 seconds. I have to go keep shopping. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like, what are your, what is your collective opinion on that? The, like the end of the, of the thing. I've had somebody say, um, I have to take off and meet somebody. Um, but I would, I would like to, I would like to talk with you more. Can I, can I, can I have your number? Yeah. Can I have your number? Like, can I take you out? Okay. Can I take you out? Yeah. Can and, I, you would, and you would feel comfortable with that at the grocery store. Um, if we had actually had a conversation where you made me laugh or something uh-huh. and I was interested, um, 
if I was available, I would probably say yes. Okay. Or I would be curious. I wouldn't give him my number, but I'd give him my Instagram potentially. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've also had people just straight up ask me like, like, Hey, are you available? Yeah. And, and I really like that because to yeah. be honest, even if I am available, it doesn't mean that I'm available to date you. Like I could, so sorry, I could oh, be single. I, I could be single, but not available. There have been times where I've been single available and I've not wanted you. Yeah. So, so I like that because then it allows me to say, actually, I'm not. And it, I might not be a hundred percent truthful. I just might not be interested in you, but it's a nice way to gauge whether mm. I'm open to you. Mm. So I like the question like, you know, Hey, I really think you're funny or like, I, I like that joke you made or, or I even think, I, I, I think you're great. Like, I think you're gorgeous, you know, or something, whatever. Um, are you available? Yeah. Because then like, you can be like, oh no, thank you. I'm not. Right. And then, and then like, awesome. Have a great night. And then that's it. Yeah. It's super easy, super chill. But if the girl is kind of interested, they're going to ask for more. Sure. Like, I, I, I might be like, you know, well, maybe why, you know, and then I might give them my Instagram. Oh, okay. Like, like, right. like as a flirty joke, not, sure. not like maybe why, but like, like maybe why, like, are you, are you asking me? Yeah. Yeah. Amber or Nance? Yeah. I would say this is a harder one for me because I tend to be somebody that needs to warm up a little bit more before I'm comfortable kind of considering a straight ask out. So I think if it is like a really, a really cold approach, like a grocery store, there has to be a little bit of conversation. Um, one thing that personally would work well is asking for advice. I'm a foodie, I'm a cook. And so, you know, Hey, I'm making pasta sauce, you know, from, from scratch for the first time. And I'm wildly overwhelmed. <laughs> Do you know anything about it? You know, just something to like start the conversation and, and similar to what Dee was saying about, you know, kind of being open to any kind of funny, authentic interaction. I'll also have conversations like that with people in the grocery store that, that I have no interest in. And so sometimes it's kind of nice for it not to have the weight of, you know, like I'll literally talk to a couple about something like that just because sometimes that kind of human interaction is, is nice. Um, so for me, you've got to, you've got to go down that road a little bit first. Um, I also want to clarify when I say I don't love Instagram, I'm more talking about when the guy's already shown he's interested and then ask for that, that feels kind of awkward to me. Cause it feels like a little bit of a, of sort of a back down. Whereas in this situation, I actually do think it's more appropriate where we barely interacted. We barely had, you know, we barely gotten to know each other at all. And, and you're leaving it a little bit more open as to whether, whether they want to ask you out, whether they want to ask if you're available. I think it's an easier, easier approach for sure. And that's okay. Okay. Um, I also think making. Yeah. I'm glad you clarified that because I think I know what you mean. So like Mm -hmm. if you meet, if I meet a guy at a house party and we talk for two hours and oh we've God, obviously yeah. connected yeah. and feel that he's interested and we get to the end of that interaction and he's like, can I have your Instagram? I think I'm similar to right. Amber where yeah. I'm like, I mean, you can, but I feel like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like by this yeah. point, like you should be asking for my number. Whereas in the grocery store, we've talked about apples for like two minutes I think you're cute. I can tell you think I'm cute, but like, I kind of have to go cause I'm late. Like I need to, I need to go. That feels more appropriate to be like, Hey, are you on Instagram? So I'm glad that you clarified exactly. that. Exactly. And I think that goes back to the momentum thing, right? So when you're, when you've already talked for two hours and you're at the house party, the momentum of the next step is different. Right. And so I think it, I think it actually all, all ties together with like, 
you know, it's partly about, it's partly about that masculine energy, that being chased, but it's also like, what path are we on right now? And the path you're on kind of for me, you know, facilitates the next step. Yes. Well said. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. I agree. Cool. All right. And then, uh, and then I would say same thing, just, just quickly to go to your question, Mel, of like, how do you, if you do want to ask out, if you do want to take that step, I think a good way also could, could be to kind of make a little bit of a joke about it and leave it open. So, Hey, do you want to cook for me sometime? And again, you know, read the, read the girl, but I think that could be a way to, if you, if, if you want to go for it to kind of transition to that, because if she's open to it, she probably, I would personally say something like, well, maybe not for the first date, but maybe, you know, we'll see if we get there, you know? And so I think that could be a good way to go for that. Hey, could I make you some really subpar pasta sauce sometime? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think that'd be adorable. And I would, that would make me laugh and I'd be more, I'd be open to that. I love that you, thanks for saying that. That's a really good, um, that's a really good point. Uh, Nance, any final thoughts before we wrap? Yeah, I'll speak from the perspective of someone who doesn't have social media, doesn't use social media, isn't on social media. So I can't give you my Instagram account because I don't have one. You have a LinkedIn. I do have a LinkedIn. Yes. (laughs) But I honestly, like, I feel like, you know, when you know, and if it, I don't know, it just, it doesn't take that long to make an impression for me to know whether or not I want to, whether or not I'm open to having, going out on a date or having a, you know, kind of another conversation with you. And so, um, yeah, like I feel, I think in most instances, I have just, you know, taken the leap of faith and said, all right, this person seems, even though I haven't had a long conversation with this person, this person seems interesting um, I'm willing to give them my number and we'll go from there. So um, that hasn't gotten me murdered yet. <laughs> Fingers crossed. I'm <laughs> uh, just kidding. Summer 2020, anyone? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. Um, knock on wood here. But yeah, I, I mean, I haven't had any bad sort of experiences um, from doing that. I, I feel, I feel confident. I feel okay doing that. Um, and if, you know, I think, um, and if I don't, I just say like, no, thank you. I am, I'm not interested. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So you, you want the guy to be like, I'd love to get your number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Excellent. Well, I'm curious to hear from listeners. If you have any comments or questions based on this episode, dear men, uh, podcast at gmail.com. Uh, otherwise that's a wrap. Hey guys, this is Mel. And this is Jason. You've probably heard me on at least a few episodes by now. And we coach together in part because we know that it's when the masculine and the feminine come together that we are the most powerful. So we wanted to let you know about a free training that we put together for you guys. It's about how to take back control of your love life. We are absolutely inspired to help guys like you take all of the amazing ideas that Mel has introduced to you on this podcast and actually put them into practice, bring them into your life to create lasting change. So if you're interested in that, just go to evolutionary.men slash training to sign up. If you've been looking for a way to go a little bit deeper than just this podcast, this is the opportunity for you. Again, that's evolutionary.men slash training, and you're going to get a much deeper dive with Mel and I.